0: So if I only play Die Laughing once, play test it, I'm not going in the credits for that either. No, probably not. Good, because I couldn't find it on Warhorn.
1: <laughs> anyway, Capers, awesome game. Yeah, James wrote uh, the the GM toolbox, which is a chapter. It's the very last chapter, the best chapter. Some might hope. Some the might caboose, think. if you will. <laughs> it's the caboose of the game. <laughs>
0: episode 259 two five niner i believe that's how you say that two five niner fife f-i-f-e fife that's how you say five in nato make sure it's not fiver Pretty sure yeah no Fiverr is that thing that that, web, that, that website, website where you they'll, can
1: they'll draw crap for you for pay, five dollars. Pay
0: people to do stuff for five dollars,
1: <laughs> or or more. If you want decent stuff, you pay Fiverr or more. Right.
0: <laughs> wow, that's one one before two sixty. Hmm, interesting number. We'll get to that next week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got something planned for two sixty? Well, no. Two sixty d- divides
1: by five easily, or fifty two, or both. Oh, well, I suppose that's true. I wasn't even thinking. I am so out of it. You know why? <laughs> because I'm moving toward a Kickstarter that, by the way, everybody listening, is ongoing right now. It's as been of, up for a day. As of yesterday, as you're listening. And hopefully it's doing well. Go take a look. I have no idea. We're it's already funded! Yay! <laughs> don't, don't do that. What? what are you doing, man? You're gonna <laughs> poke an eye, poke a Kickstarter I'm, god right in the eye. No. Let's talk to somebody else who knows a little something about Kickstarters. How does that sound? Well
0: what?'
1: Hello, James.
0: Hey,
2: hey, what's up, guys? No. I just want you to know oh. that when that music played, I raised my arms above my head like I was a pro wrestler entering, like <laughs> it was my entrance music. <laughs> and then I was like, "This is really dumb because this is an audio format."
1: But uh, but I did do that, and you uh, just described it, and so it it works. Now we can all yeah. imagine. Now we can yeah. all, we can all imagine it in our right. skull cinema. <laughs> right right we can relive the moment together. Uh, um,
2: so just hit that backwards 15 second button on your your Podcatcher <laughs> app and imagine me doing that. Uh, so yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um listeners out there you will note that this is a different James. This is not the James we've had on regularly in the past. He didn't like go off somewhere and get his voice changed. <laughs> this is a different James. This is James yeah. Intercasso who I have known through the interwebs and the uh and the pod tubes for some time now i've been on four different podcasts of yours wow wow you have four different podcasts he in in <laughs> toto over the years he's had at least that many yes
2: uh yeah i guess that is true right we've yeah yeah we've uh, cuz you've been on a bunch and you've been on uh some of them several times which has been great uh yeah craig is awesome i don't know if you know that he's he's the man so
1: he's, yeah Pay attention, pay attention to that, Mike.
2: You're awesome, yeah. and what? He's the man. Oh, you're the man. Like the man, like the '90s term. He's the man. He's the man. Craig. But not like, not like the man. Like Big Brother is watching you. The man. Like
1: you're <laughs> the man now, dog. Well, see that, that. That's kind of
0: how I see Craig.
1: Is the man that just watches the me. man who oppresses me and keeps me down. See, <laughs> I, listeners, I'd like to point out that if... what are you doing, Mike? Go edit. If James, yeah, I do that all the time. I'd like to point out, you listeners, the show yet? that if James lived in the Atlanta area, I would have a different best friend. <laughs> because James says encouraging things like that. <laughs> It's true. If I lived in the Atlanta area,
2: though, I might feel differently about you. So, that you know, we would spend more time together. We yeah, would I, have a different relationship.
1: I would probably grade on you much the way I do grade on Mike. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's yeah. a really
0: good insight there, James. You're spot on. <laughs> wow!
1: <laughs> and now I'm stuck well, with you Craig, for another Craig. six and a half years, because we already went past the seven-year cut a while back, where I, I had a chance to cut my friends down by half. Oh, yeah, that's right. And that's done, so I'm stuck yeah. for six and a half more years. <laughs> Yes, the old. <laughs> you lose, uh, you lose old, half only your friends every, every seven years. years mm-hmm. Can you make a
0: cut because it's a mystical number? So, <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. Well, every seven years, you're a completely new person. That's true because your all your cells all replace. your cells a regenerator. Yeah. Is that <laughs> something like that? It takes seven years for all the cells in your body to. Uh... The internet told him that. <laughs> you
2: also swallow eight spiders in your sleep a night, right? <laughs> the <laughs> the internet, internet told me that too. Yeah. That's all. And that's it, a giant
1: lie. <laughs> that's a, that 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 is. I believe that's, that's the lie. No, that's the lie. Is that eight? the lie? No, it seems like a lot. No, Although... no, 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 no. You're okay. Go ahead, talk. I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna go find this story. Hold the story. The uh, exterminator hasn't been here for a while, so I, I'm I'm thinking that's not too far off for this house. Yeah. What that fact doesn't tell you is that it's all in one night.
3: So right, like there's <laughs> you just one, have one night one bad a year day. that just oh, it's a
2: bunch of spiders crawl down your throat. It's weird.
0: Weird. I've got uh the um right above the bed and it's it's off center of of the bed it's right above the head of the bed and it's off center toward my side is is the vent in the ceiling and every night i look up at that thing and i think what's gonna drop out of there into my mouth and nose
3: tonight
0: (laughs) i don't want to i don't want to think about it i Uh, I think that's why i'm a side sleeper it goes (laughs) in my ear instead yeah (laughs) you're probably above average you know
2: what i mean like some people they're like maybe 10 or 12 spiders a year. You're probably like fourteen or fifteen, I would yeah, guess, based yeah. on your vent position.
0: They're like, all in my ear, hard. though. I'm yeah. probably being controlled by by um, y- you know a group of bugs right now that are inside my brain, pulling the <laughs> levers and pushing buttons <laughs> and nice, making yeah, me talk a right collective now.
2: Collective of insects and arachnids. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Here we go. That explains that scurrying. Here's, I hear. here's the constantly. spider.
1: Here's the spider story. Everybody knows okay, the sure. internet meme of you swallow, swallow eight spiders. so many spiders. Indeed. Is it eight? That's It's eight. Wow. How did this claim arise? In a 1993 PC professional article, columnist Lisa Holst wrote about the ubiquitous list of facts that were circulating via email and how readily they were accepted as truthful by gullible recipients. To demonstrate her point, Holst offered her own made-up list of equally ridiculous facts. And that the, the, was one of them. that's one of her made up. <laughs> facts. She made up. She made up that to to show how that stuff spreads and via now email and now the internet. True. And now everybody thinks it's yeah. It was specifically <laughs> designed. It has it has done exactly what it yeah. was designed to do. Wow. It has perpetuated itself. Way to go, yeah. internet. <laughs> she's she's her own worst enemy now.
2: Like she's become the thing she hated. That's crazy. <laughs> What a, what a story. What a great story there is right in there. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> so there you go. Um, let's see. Yeah, Kickstarter is underway. So everybody, if you're listening and you have not backed the Kickstarter and you plan to, uh, go ahead and pause the show right now. You want me to hit go the back stop it. button? On no, the, okay. no, 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 no. They, they can do it on their end and uh go check it out and maybe uh maybe back the pod or back the, back the podcast back yes, the, please the all back the game and then go to the podcast page and click the donate
0: button nobody ever with clicks your that,
1: leftover money nobody ever clicks that button <laughs> um so yeah because the first, you know what people the first couple days are really important they help to get everything mm-hmm. off to a flying start so um maybe you want to go check that out um next week we'll be talking a little bit more about how the opening days of the pod or jesus christ you did it again yeah <laughs> well, i I've just wow. i want to stop thinking about the. i'm trying to not think about the kickstarter for a couple of so days. So your brain
0: is replacing the word kickstarter or campaign with podcast with other words yeah interesting can we
2: uh can we talk about one thing about this game which is just how much
1: gosh darn fun it is <laughs> um hard. so yeah, I was censoring see, myself see, see for you James, all. See, James, I just said I want to try to not think about it for a couple of days. Well, that's what I'm
2: saying. Listen, this is what I'm saying. Don't think about the Kickstarter. Think okay. about the fun, Craig. Think about the fun, because it is amazingly fun. I've all had the, the pleasure of all playing the fun it I've several had, times. Sure,
1: running and, and designing and playing the game, coming up to the Kickstarter. Just think about all of that, and don't worry about whether or not it's going to succeed and actually make it into the hands of other people so that they can have the fun, too, and maybe I'll make a few dollars. And don't, and don't Nailed think it. about, you know, the worries about reimbursing myself or money that's already been put forward to, oh, I don't know, people like uh, the person in the room with me right here who has done some work <laughs> on it and the person on the other end of the Skype call that has done some work on it, <laughs> who all got paid. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying is don't I'm think paid, about that so stuff. I
2: feel fine. I
1: feel great. <laughs> like, yeah,
2: yeah, just we're, feel that way. Yeah, yeah, that's the way.
0: I just I just thought of a, a, a question I don't think I've asked you before, Craig. Is it going to be about the Kickstarter? I hope so. It's about the game, <laughs> okay. Specifically about playing the game. Have you, Craig, actually
1: played the game? I, Craig, have not actually ever played as papers. a character. I have never actually played Murders and Acquisitions. Really interesting. To man. this day, I have wow. not played the game. Do you as have a a any desire to? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do, and I had actually... You're like, I am so over that. No, I was, at one point, a little while back, I was in talks with some friends um, that I can't see personally, you know, they don't live here, but we were going to try to get an online game going where I was going to get a chance to play, and that has not just that has not formed up yet, but at some point, yeah, I'll get a chance to. Now, that said, I have had a chance to play uh, Die Laughing, only because that's a GM-less game. Oh, <laughs> Everybody who plays it is playing a character.
0: Will you be playtesting that at Andocon?
1: This weekend coming up? Oh, the, there'll be a. I've got uh, a, like an, a late night, ten to midnight slot Ooh. on Saturday that I'm running that game. Really? Yeah. Can I can I reserve a seat in that? You can go to Warhorn and uh, sign up and get a seat on there. Yeah, the registration, and that. all that stuff uh-huh, is okay. underway. Are you playtesting anything else? If there's an open spot, you can just walk up to it. You know, yeah. if you don't want to take, if you don't want to make the effort <laughs> to create a, an account no, on get another website. I already <laughs> did. I did that. Uh, okay. I
0: did that yesterday morning, right before the deadline for the VIGs. So you got expired. Your, you and did, I looked in there and I, and I didn't see play test for, it's for, not a, well, you. it's not
1: called a play test. It just says die laughing after dark. All right. Ooh. Just because after it's the dark. Le- it's the late night version Ooh. where no holds barred, where we can say all sorts of naughty things to each other.
0: Hey, speaking of after dark. Oh good lord! I don't know how
1: busy you are during
0: during Andocon, but what do you, what do you think? Do you think the, it would be possible? This, this can't possibly go a good direction. But continue. Do you think it? Do you think it would be at all possible to arrange? Since we'll we'll have all of the equipment there with us mm-hmm. to arrange, whether it's in one of the rooms or just in one of the pe the guest rooms, one of our rooms, right. a Nerdburger After Dark recording. <laughs>
1: I think we Since could we'll probably... all be
0: there staying at a hotel and probably drinking heavily.
1: <laughs> we can. I think we could probably put it try in the can, s-
0: save it for later.
1: We could try to swing something. I need to look at what the room schedule is like and whether or not we're allowed in the rooms after a certain hour. If we can just right. take a room after the normal schedule is done. Like if the last panel wraps up at like midnight, do we yeah. want to go in there until one or two? I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to take a look. We'll talk. Just food for thought. Yep. Burgers for thought. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I guess let's rock and roll into. We'll talk with James a little bit more about the types of things he does in a little bit. But let's Woo. let's let's stay on track with uh, the standard format for the show that we try to stick to. Kinda, sorta. The show has a format. <laughs> Since when? What's news, Mike? Oh, see, I saw that today, and I was like, should I bring it up, or is Mike going to bring it up? Mike is a big fan of MASH, so we bring MASH news mm-hmm. <laughs> 35 years after the show ended. Which, yeah, MASH, MASH news
0: 35 years later usually involves one of the uh, actors dying, yeah. which is the case. Again, David Ogden Stiers, we lost yesterday, Saturday, um, bladder cancer. He was I only know. 75 years old one of the younger cast members. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> he was just prematurely bald.
2: Yep. Wasn't yeah. he? He's the voice of uh, the clock, too, right? At
0: Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. Right. He, uh, let's see. He did a lot of uh, voiceover stuff yeah. later in his career, and I think that sounds people, like... People yeah. couldn't
1: stop thinking Charles Emerson Winchester III. Cogsworth. So, when he was in person. <laughs> Beauty so and he the Beast. Do, he
0: and did J- a lot of voice. Jumba in Lilo and Stitch. Oh, there you go. Died peacefully at his home in Newport, Oregon. Oh, speaking or of Oregon. speaking
1: of people that were in comedies that did a voice later. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched um on Hulu right now, the first season of Perfect Strangers is available. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that <Go> show <laughs> That show holds up. Does it really? Now it's very it's very eighties sitcom, so it's got a mm-hmm. lot and it's and it's fish out of water, right? So Balky is the 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 cousin Balky what was his name Balky Bartakamus. he is from the uh, the the island nation of Mipos, Mipos. Mm-hmm. um and he comes to live in Chicago with his distant distant cousin Larry Appleton mm-hmm. um and it's a big fish out of water show and yeah. um Balky is played by um um, um oh boy yeah Bronson right uh, the other Bruncho, way around. Bronson Pincho Pinson Bronson <laughs> Bronson Pinchot who carries that show yeah, he is mm-hmm. and and, the, and I forgot how good the physical comedy was he is great um, and there's a lot of if you're like well now Balky you know there's a lot of <laughs> sure. lessons uh-huh. learned stuff it's very 80s in that sense but it's, it holds up pretty solidly and in the first season they're working at this like discount store um, mm-hmm. and their boss is this just kind of short pudgy balding a-hole um, who you've seen he's like a character actor you've seen him in other stuff and he's the voice of Pumbaa <laughs> in Lion King. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's uh, got that, that New York accent.
3: That's
2: crazy. That's so crazy. I was flipping through he's... his
1: credits, and so I was like, "He was Pumbaa." Uh...
2: <laughs> so anyway, he um, it, it, the thing about Perfect Strangers that is so great is they also do sort of like a total relaunch of the show. And I guess, like, the second or third season?
1: Yeah, they, like, scrap a bunch of the secondary characters and suddenly the the main two are, like, the only recurring characters, the only returns, and they, like, they're, like, doing different jobs. like Yeah, they completely retooled. Yeah, Yeah, they're, like, successful all of a sudden. I watched that. I don't remember that. Yeah, they retooled the show.
2: Huh, yeah. Because, so, Harriet Winslow, who is the mom on Family Matters, is actually, she's the same character. She's, like, their... Uh,
1: security guard, elevator operator—is that right? Something uh, like that. So, yeah. Family Matters is a spinoff of Perfect Strangers. Oh, really? Perfect Strangers. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah.
2: Carl Winslow shows up at some like you know the the dad he shows up like visiting her at some points and stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. It is. So that's. But I'm not going. Like...
1: I'm not going to get to watch that part because they only got the first season on Hulu. Right. Right. Exactly. exactly. Oh well, I'll I'll survive. Um, but David Ogden sires will not survive. He's gone. <laughs> Sorry. Well, i forgot that's how we got here yeah. <laughs> you know i never i never li-
0: really liked the character of uh, charles emerson winchester the third he had his moments you know you know i'm he was, a fan. No, he was no frank no i'm a fan of the first three seasons of mash and then right before it became
1: a soapbox for right. <laughs> and um
0: yeah so i you know i missed uh frank and and uh trapper john and henry, henry. yeah and uh no but he um i mean every everything that he ever did after mash Mm -hmm. i thoroughly enjoyed especially you know where i'm going with this okay john Uh cusack's dad in better off dead oh yeah (laughs) He's he's reading the book about how to communicate with your teenager and he can't get any of the words right
1: <laughs> i forgot he was in there.
0: Well, he had a really he had a really great hairpiece
1: on in that's that, got in that a movie. that's got a you know that movie's got such great <laughs> moments in it and everything but like yeah there's a little, little peripheral mm-hmm.
0: characters that's He's the like the only normal one in that family yeah it is it, yeah because the mom is nuts <laughs> And the little brother is just a—it's the super opposite
1: douchebag. You know what? That show is cut. That that movie was cutting edge for for any sort of depiction of, of families in comedy because it's always the mom who's got her head screwed on straight mm-hmm. and the dad that's the doofus. Yeah. And that show, that movie was the other way around. Mm-hmm. The dad was totally square and on and on point with everything and being a, like a decent parent. He was actually trying, and the yeah. mom was like, "We're making French bread and French French toast. fries with <laughs> French dressing." <laughs>
0: And she's, she's cooking the, uh, she's cooking like octopus parts and like putting them into the pot one at a time. And they start moving like they're alive (laughs) and
1: she's fighting with it. Sorry. Your mom blew up. Sorry. Your mom blew up. Ricky (laughs) Doctors say she'll be okay. She just can't have any Any spicy spicy foods foods? for a while. (laughs) Have you seen, have you seen? Oh man. Ricky. Have you seen uh, the early John Cusack wacky comedies? James, uh,
2: I have not. I, I have not seen a lot of early John Cusack wacky comedy. There's like uh, three
1: right at the beginning of his career when he first became like a leading actor. You got to check them out. Better off Dead, um, One Crazy Summer, and there's like one other one. they they're, uh, they're, they're they're One Crazy weird. Summer. I
2: definitely have seen. Yeah. I
1: have seen that. That is so.
2: That is such a good movie, and and it's weird, right? You know, it's kind of it is bizarre, (laughs) but like in such a delightful way, um, and not even in like a. I mean, certainly in an eighties bizarre way, but also in its own way too,
1: which is really nice, you know. Yeah, it it just like. Somebody sat down to write a screenplay and said, I'm just going to let it be whatever it is, whatever pops into my head. That's what I'm writing down. Like, so, okay, so now he's, you know, doing a a cartoon about, uh, what was it? Was it a hippopotamus or a rhinoceros or whatever that was like being picked on and all the fuzzy bunnies hated him and... We'll make that a, like a recurring thing. Yeah. We'll just keep bringing back these animated uh-huh. sequences, that, right? Yeah. right. <laughs> and we'll put Booger in it. <laughs> Curtis Armstrong.
3: <laughs>
1: this, this is a whole mountain of snow. Well, he's in both of them. Yeah, he's in both of them. Anyway, watch those movies. We should do a, like a review sometime. We should recap those movies
0: sometime. Um, what was um? What was the one with uh? Oh, the Sure Thing, with him is in that, a. Is that the other one that real early one? Zuniga. Yeah. Is, is the the mm-hmm. stuck up prep school girl that he has to drive across the country with, right? So that he can, because his friend, his best friend Lance, who is, uh, who is, um...
1: Lance. That's so 80s. What? Oh, what's
0: that guy's name? Doctor Green from ER. Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Yeah. When he when, had When he had hair. hair. <laughs> yeah. The it was I think the year before he was in Top Gun. Well, sure. His it's a-
1: anything. Anthony Edwards has hair before Revenge of the Nerds Two. Revenge yeah. of the Nerds Two is the point where he's in one scene. He's in like a dream sequence where he just shows up as a cameo, and he's thinning. Mm-hmm. And it's like from that point forward, he's bald. That hair is it's marching out the door. Yep. It's like do, 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 do. it's just on its way. Every time you see him, he's got less hair. Yeah, <laughs> those are the three. The three yeah. big. Uh, there you go. Anyway, I'll put them on the list.
2: Yeah, it's been <laughs> so long. I know my sister. Uh, who is uh, older than me, We which, when she would babysit us, we would watch One Crazy Summer, and she would shake me and do the, why are you so fat, why are you so fat thing? <laughs>
1: um, yeah. uh, so, And that is was my memory of that movie. That, was that story they're, they're... about you? Right, no, it kid. wasn't about me. It's like <laughs> Bobcat Goldwood. I used to shake that kid. <laughs> why are you so fat? Why are you so fat? <laughs> so good. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> Is that (laughs) that a decent Bobcat? That was a good good, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see, what else we got? Moving on, moving on, moving on. Hey, Target's making a a little handheld game. Target. Target. They're making a handheld game. It's a nostalgia piece. They've they've chosen not to uh, update the graphics. You're going to be able to get this for $25. It is the original Old School Graphics Oregon Trail. Wow. So you, too, can die from dysentery <laughs> here in 2018. Wow. Nostalgia is such a bizarre
2: thing, right? Like, that game is clunky and plays terribly, and, uh, and, that, and, and for hard $25, to win. you can relive that pain. <laughs>
0: well, that's the thing. Like, nobody who, who, who didn't play it originally back then is going to want to play it now right yeah it's only the people who have that nostalgia who have that connection not necessarily they're gonna want to check it out because it's the
1: internet age and everybody knows about it and they want to know what the deal is that's why they'll play it once and be like this is stupid target doesn't care (laughs) you paid 25 bucks true you know that's why the uh this this the, the nes classic sold to all the younger crowd because they didn't play nes games they were they weren't even a twinkle in their parents eyes in 1983 and also the younger crowd were the ones that could stand in line and at, you know, the you know, middle of the day because they didn't have jobs. Yeah, because they could, could just, actually they go could buy just it. Just go run it and buy, run off and buy it when it ten became suddenly available at the local Best Buy. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it just yeah because it's, it's unlike it, us who wanted it. Yeah, it's it's because it's it's ubiquitous. <laughs> Everybody knows about the Oregon, Oregon Trail, and you've got the jokes of like you know you've seen the you know <laughs> you died like you know Terry. There's like a little comic thing, and like Terry says something bad to you, and you say something bad back to him, and then Terry punches you, and it says you have died of disson. Terry. Uh-huh. You know, there's stupid crap like that. <laughs> um, and stuff, I've got though. I've even got a t-shirt that's like it's in the Oregon Trail graphic style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and it says uh you have died of temporal anomaly and it shows like the the horse, you know, the, the 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 horse and the and the wagon and there's like a T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I you know I have a theory about why so many people love the Oregon Trail and it's like uh, for me it was the fact that you could play it in school during school hours that it was somehow educational and so like (laughs) it was the most fun thing to do during school right was like this was a way to play a video game during school and I I think like if schools had not adopted it it would not have been as popular because I think people would have played. Something else rather than organ something Trail. Something
1: that you could win. <laughs> something right. that had yeah. some some amount of action in it. Right, right. Exa- and, like, no
2: lessons were ever learned, right? I would always stop and hunt and shoot as many things as I could. And then <laughs> I'd be out of food halfway through because you could only carry 200 pounds left. But it's like, yeah, but I left so many dead buffalo and bears in my <laughs> wake. <laughs> you, know, like,
1: <laughs> you were proud of that. It wasn't uh... a... <laughs> Uh, i'm I'm just like Teddy Roosevelt. I went running out into the wilderness to kill the last buffalo before they disappeared exactly. from the planet exactly. entirely, which is what one of our presidents once did <laughs> <laughs> went on a buffalo hunt before they all disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> had to go that's kill him one before everybody else killed them all. <laughs> but that's okay. they're back, and they're tasty. <laughs> they are <laughs> We got enough of them now that we can that we that we know we still know they're tasty. Go down to
0: Whole Foods, get yourself some ground bison, buffalo,
1: bison and buffalo. Yeah, tasty. Mm, (laughs) So that's that's Oregon Trail, everybody. How exciting! We summed it up for you. The whole playing and and pooping
2: yourself
0: to death. (laughs) Yeah, that's how I hope to go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? It would be fitting. You know what, Mike? I hope you go that way too. Thanks, Craig.
0: (laughs) Glad you got my back or my backside
1: okay hey
0: that's fascinating to me that uh that people played that in school it's fascinating to me that people's schools had computers yeah that's true. in the 80s because well, mine didn't i, I, I had to you. play that at home i learned I, uh, me
1: and my friend jeff taught we taught ourselves pascal in yeah in, oh, really? high, in high school computer science class because everybody else was learning basic mm-hmm. and Jeff and I both already had a computer and had learned basic so mm-hmm. he, the teacher took the two of us in a corner and put us on a computer and slapped a big Pascal manual down on the table and said here. <laughs> like we paid attention for the first class where he talked about what bytes and bits were and all that and like how and a, and a computer you works. Self,
0: you self, uh,
1: and then we self-taught, self-taught. Pascal for yeah. the semester and we had like a tic-tac-toe game and we could graph parabolas and it was fun.
0: <laughs> By the time I got a to... toe
1: game that played against you, the computer <laughs> yeah. played against you. It was oh, like Joshua. It was a lot of if thens. The yeah, it was. A, there was a lot of if thens built into it and it wouldn't, it couldn't <laughs> actively try to seek the solution to beat you. But if you left an opening, it would win. Like yeah. if, if you left the spot open that it could take it, to win, it would, it would it know, take that. Interesting. It was just a lot of if thens because yeah. <laughs> yeah. every, each of the nine spots had a, a value as you know, value associated to it and if if you know if you left a blank spot where it had two in a row it would take that blank spot
0: by the time i got to, to high school at a school that had computers i didn't care i like computers those are so stupid <laughs> a fad
1: <laughs> totally like, a, like the pet rock <laughs> it's not gonna be around for very long anyway, <laughs> any, any other news what do we got here um in
0: mobile news, smartphones. Etc. Mm-hmm. iPhone and Android now have uh, 99.9% of the market share in operating systems.
1: Okay, well, that's not surprising. Yep. Blackberry, what? <laughs> what, Berry? Yeah. Blackberry, the Blackberry hasn't been popular for, like, what, eight years? Well, like, <laughs> the picture that little like
0: the iPhone and the Samsung and then the Blackberry is like the, hiding behind it's them. The, it's got
1: the big screen and it's got cool graphic on it. And you, just, you, can just, the black, you The black the screen screen, screen is off. The blackberry is blank. It's blank and it's just got all the little <laughs> all the little tiny keys on it. <coughs> <coughs> yeah. Who still wow. uses a Blackberry other than government employees? The government employees. Yeah. I know.
0: God. <laughs> You'd think that would be more than one tenth of
1: one percent though. You know what's great is going back and watching old, you know, episodes of TV shows from about a decade to 15 years ago and Which seeing I've people been, yeah. using Blackberries and Palm Pilots. Mm-hmm. I watched somebody was looking up something on the internet with and they were poking at the thing with the stylus. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> looking up medical yeah. information on scrubs. <laughs> awesome.
0: It's amazing Samsung does as well as they do with uh, the fact that they still ship styluses with some of their phones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why use your finger? When you can have this piece of plastic that you can (laughs) lose, (laughs) right? That you can lose.
1: I'm not not planning to lose my finger. I mean, I take that that with me everywhere.
0: Calculated business decision. So many percentage of customers will lose their stylus, and then so many percentage of them will buy another one, and we can count on this much revenue from that. Probably.
3: Mm Hmm.
2: Yeah, I think so. I heard somewhere that Steve Jobs invented the iPad because he got mad at someone who was inventing a tablet and like, like he wasn't going to do it. Apple had been asked to make tablets and he was like, no, no, we're not going to do it. And then one of his friends was making a tablet with a stylus and he got mad. And so he decided to make the iPad. Like that's (laughs) the, the legend is that he did it to spite someone. Uh, That's not surprising.
1: um, Yeah. I was going to say, because the guy was a bit of a dick. I hadn't, (laughs) I hadn't
0: heard that particular angle on it. Mm -hmm. Um, all I've, all I've ever heard was the one where, uh, you know, it doesn't have a stylus because you have, you already have 10 of them, you know, you hold up your hands and wiggle your fingers. Um, <laughs> but they did develop the iPad before the iPhone, mm-hmm. as far as the technology, they were doing a tablet and then that's when they decided, Hey, you know what, what if we shrunk this down and put it in a phone? Right. <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. how you got the iPhone and, and why, it's crazy. why, uh,
1: the iPad came later. Hmm. Mm. Hey, I know, Mike, you don't really keep up on all the Marvel movies as they're coming out, but James, you do, right? I do. I just saw Black Panther last night. Okay, in Black Panther, what's the name of the country that uh, T'Challa and all the very, you know, most of the characters in the movie come from? (laughs) Uh, Wakanda? Wakanda. (laughs) And in the movie, Wakanda is where? In Africa. It's a little bitty country. Mm-hmm. in Africa that's kind of nestled between a few other countries and it's supposedly hard to get to and a lot of people didn't even know it existed for a long time it's mm-hmm. it's kind of built you know it, its origins come in the deepest darkest Africa kind of story you know the pulp mm-hmm. the pulp adventures and, and so forth in real life it's in Illinois mm-hmm. yes we're about to get to that because there is a Wakanda <laughs> in <laughs> Illinois it's spelled <laughs> a little differently yep and mm-hmm. the great thing about uh what's what's the uh what's what's really important about Wakanda in the, Mar- the Marvel movies what, what, does, what does it have that other countries don't? Oh, Vibranium. It has yes. Vibranium, the metal that is used to make Captain America's shield. Oh, right. Yeah,
2: not to be confused with, in the comic books, Adamantium, which is another super awesome and amazing metal that basically can do all of the same things Vibranium can do. Um, yeah, just
1: dip, it's kind of part of a different world. You see that talked about more in the, uh, not a different X-Men, world, but the different yeah. comics. You see that, that's X-Men, like, yeah, mm-hmm. Wolverine's yeah. claws are... Adamantium, adamantium and his bones are adamantium coated mm-hmm. um so yeah vibranium so now we've got people all over the world who have decided who have discovered that wakanda illinois yes. exists and they're calling businesses and the and the chamber of commerce in wakanda asking <laughs> if they have any vibranium That's <laughs> <hilarious>. <laughs> this, is, this is the this is the dork version of hello is your refrigerator running <laughs>
0: i wonder if there are any uh any uh employees in the uh wakanda Mm -hmm. illinois city government who rolled their eyes and said oh my god 30 30 years 35 years ago it was stay puff marshmallows and now it's vibranium
1: but here's the thing (laughs) right if they're smart if they're smart like they should embrace this because like think about it like um, um captain kirk is born he's like described as he was born in iowa right in, in in one of the sh- episodes or one of the movies, they talk about how he he, he mentioned he was born in Iowa. They never mentioned the name of the town. And there's a town in Iowa that embraced that and decided why not us? And said Captain Kirk was born here. And they have and like they a plaque a and they got a yeah. you know, they got a statue and they they have a Star Trek thing every year. And um, I believe William Shatner has been there. You know they they they, they did a whole thing. So yeah, Wakanda, Illinois, get on top of this. Embrace the. Uh, the black panther movies cuz there's going to be more look at the box office this guy isn't going to just have one movie and then pop wow. up in the occasional avengers movie he's going to get a trilogy um yeah so you can have a whole <laughs> you can have mm-hmm. a whole thing going on there just like research the whole wakanda thing and the and the characters and so forth and you know you can retheme your restaurant you know, all your little diners <laughs> can retheme their menus and <laughs> do a little yeah like every summer do a do a like wakanda days or a black panther weekend or something embrace it go for it
2: yeah that would be awesome now that let's would be... let's take
1: a look at the demographics of wakanda and see how many black people live there <laughs> if i can find that, that that was definitely one of the things i thought i was like
0: is this gonna be it is, okay it is, it is a small town, town to it, is, it
1: is a small town in illinois yeah um Who oh boy 90.2 percent white white Point four percent African American. Okay, so um, African American people uh, move over there, <laughs> just go live in Wakanda. Let's beef that up a little bit. So you guys can have a Black Panther thing going on. It doesn't have any demographics about how many of those white people hate black people. So hopefully they're all cool.
2: Uh, and <laughs> in, 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 in
1: which case, you know, hey, you go ahead and do it. You know, but if you had like a, a town full of douchebags, then maybe it's not going to work out for is you. That, but hopefully it's not that way.
0: Is that twenty ten census numbers? Uh, 2000. Actually, it's a little oh. older than
1: that. Oh, so maybe oh, we're
0: not too far away from maybe, the 2020 maybe, census, so maybe, it'll be
1: interesting to see if that climbs. Maybe more than 90.2 percent or less than 90.2 percent of the town is white now, maybe in Illinois. <laughs> 9,000 people in the town,
0: mm-hmm.
1: probably still pretty, pretty dominant, predominantly white. Although, hey, I didn't realize that it's way up in the corner there, which uh, northwest, northeast. Oh, it's north of Chicago? It looks like it. It's in Lake County. Okay. Moving on. That's all I got. Wakanda of So I have a piece of movie news. I came
2: prepared. I, right. wanted to be, I wanted to be prepared and have some news to share. Um, so first of all, let's just get it out there. The Lego Batman movie
1: is amazing. It's might a, be it's a lot of fun. the greatest Batman movie of all time. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a nine pack (laughs) is it a nine pack or a seven pack. He's got like one extra ab right in the middle. Right, Yeah. Yeah. He's got an (laughs) extra ab in the middle. I think
2: it's a seven pack, but so the, uh, so this is near and dear to my heart. Um, uh, I don't know if you know this, but there've been some Dungeons and Dragons
1: movies, gentlemen, and Mm. they have not been good. They've all been terrible. Um, well, the... if, if you like your Jeremy Iron <laughs> Jeremy Irons, if you like your Jeremy Irons with a mouthful of scenery, the first mm-hmm. one's okay because he <laughs> spends the entire movie just <laughs> hot, hot, hot on the scenery. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. He is so it...
1: over the top. If he had a long, spindly mustache, he would have twirled it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like he is so so
2: into it. It is uh, it is pretty crazy, but. The uh, so the D&D movie uh, is looks like it's going to be directed by Chris McKay, who directed the Lego Batman movie, um, which fills my heart with hope uh, in a way that I wish my heart wasn't filling with hope because I'm worried it'll be bad. You know, but uh, but oh, man, I really loved the Lego Batman movie. And I'm like, I would love to see a silly, silly D&D movie that didn't take itself very
1: seriously. I think that's the way you got to play it. Mhm. Yeah, I, I don't I don't right? think you can play it too seriously. We've had the serious I mean, what are you going to do? Take the you know, D&D, the game where a bunch of people hang around and pretend to be elves and throw fireballs and you're going to turn that into Lord of the Rings where you're saving the, you know, saving the world from the dark forces of and Sauron. Right. I mean, yeah. no, no, no. Give me give me like, you know, some over the top um villain like mm-hmm. you know, Jeremy Irons would be fine in what the kind of D&D movie I would like to see. Exactly, that character Profeon, would be fine. Just don't try don't try to be serious with it. Let it be. Let it be fun and big and yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Give me the D anD D. Give me the medieval sorceries, swords and sorcery version of Guardians of the Galaxy. Have a few poignant moments, but otherwise just fun and funny.
2: Exactly because campy, a little bit. Yeah. 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 I mean, you can't like like think about it. You like you said, Craig. Lord of the Rings has been done. It's going to be hard to do as well or top that. And if you go in like a more gritty direction, we have Game of Thrones. And that's already beloved in it. so yeah, you know and the, and the, kid, and, the kid, and the kids way.
1: version is done with Harry Potter. We don't need yeah, the kids version yeah. either. Let's just have the fun. Yeah, like exactly. The like you said the 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 Guardians of the Galaxy version. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that is what I would do. So, that's how I'd roll with and it. And there were parts of that first D&D movie that actually would be appropriate. You know, I think mm-hmm. Jeremy Iron's villain would would have been fine, I think the guy that played the Dwarf who had like he had comedic undertones, he would have been all right mm-hmm. in 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 a, in a movie that was a little more goofy, a little more fun and funny, yeah, um, yeah, but there was too much of it that was just too trying to be too serious i mean i and then you and then when you make it a little bit fun and funny, you can throw the little in jokes in there and they don't seem out of place like you can you can toss the Easter eggs to the to the game players. Exactly. You can, make exactly. A, you can make a joke about how a fireball only gets this big. You know, like the <laughs> wizard f- casts a fireball and it's like, but there were so many more <laughs> Goblins attacking. and It's like, hey, sorry, you know, 20 foot radius. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. how the spell works. <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Tough. Yeah. I mean, I, that's the thing is or, I or think, something uh, akin to that. You could have fun with that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you could make it like order of the stick, you know, like <laughs> like that kind of webcomic y uh feel where it's like, This is awesome, I'm invested in the story, but uh we're we're having a lot of fun. That's how I would wanna see it done. And by hiring Chris McKay, I think that it seems like, well, this is the direction we're leaning, unless maybe Chris McKay wants to make a real serious uh Shakespearean over the top
1: medieval fantasy drama. Uh mm-hmm. but We'll see. And then there's always, you know, the director can have their vision and everything. But, you know, as soon as the studios and the producers yeah. get their mitts in there, they can all F it up, too. So yeah. that's Here's hoping that, you know, like, hey, studio heads, here's our plea from Nerdburger. Studio heads, if you have not played at least five years worth of D&D, just shut up.
0: <laughs> just don't say anything about it.
1: Just just yeah. say, hey, go make a, make a, you know, just give the reins to the guy that has the vision that knows his way around the game. And let them make the thing. And if it blows, then you can say, his fault. And if it's great, then you got a bunch of cash.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I, I feel the same way. Whenever you see that they, like, really let somebody make their own film, uh, it always comes out so much stronger, right? Uh, I, did you guys see 90 Get Out?
1: Per, 90% of the time it does, yeah. Get Out's awesome.
2: Yeah, it's so good. And it's basically because, you know, they let Jordan Peele do his thing. You know, nobody got in his way, and well, they
1: just let him do it. In fairness, he made a horror movie that's all about race, and um, <laughs> probably a lot of the studio execs were white, and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> as soon as one of them chimed in and said, well, I think perhaps you should, and then he just probably looked at him and was like, really? You're going to tell me how to <laughs> tell the story about racism? That Yeah, know? yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> and about, true. Pre- about prejudice and... <laughs> Have you seen it, Mike? Have you seen Get Out? I have not. You should check oh. it out sometime. You, I think you and Allison would enjoy it. I was I was worried when I first started watching it because I knew kind of what it was about. And I was like, if this gets preachy and I start to feel like it, I spend my entire time watching it just feeling guilty, mm-hmm. even though I've never done any of the things that those people, that, you know, that they talk about on the movie. You know, sure. there's part of me, I just, you know, I'm watching a horror movie. I want a horror movie. If it's got some little bit of commentary in it, that's fine. I don't want it to be a commentary movie that happens to have a little horror. Yeah. You know, at least not when I'm, you know, unless I'm expecting that. Like if I'm going to watch a movie that I know, okay, this movie is going to be chock full of politics and and commentary, and it's going to talk about social issues and everything. I can watch those. I just want to know that that's what that is. I don't want right. to go into a horror movie expecting a horror movie and <laughs> and <laughs> end, yeah, up it, les- yeah, end up getting a less end up getting a lesson. Yeah. Um. But it was really really well done. It walked a good. Yeah. Li- it walked a fine line, and it did it well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's almost it, right. It's sort of the the blend of those things um it you know that that it's not like oh it's one or the other it's both at the same time and that's really i think what makes it work because there are points uh that are certainly uncomfortable in the movie um but it's because you're like oh but this plays into the horror aspect right like yeah. there he's you're uncomfortable because it's scary and it works it really really works well
1: yep so what else, we got anything, or are we going to talk to James a little bit? Sure. James, Woo. I hear tell that you have a Kickstarter going. I do, I do. As long as we're going uh, to we talk about... I thinking
2: about, about <laughs> I'm not thinking about mine, I'm thinking about yours. <laughs> uh, yes, my Kickstarter is for The Demon Plague. Uh, it is a level 1 through 20 adventure that uh, I wrote with John 4, uh, J-O-H-N-N 4, uh, I guess cause he's Canadian, um, really nice guy. He runs a <laughs> website called roleplayingtips.com, uh, that, uh, that has been around for over a decade. Uh, and he asked me to write this, uh, path that he sort of outlined. And then I went and filled in all of the details and words and monsters and things like that. Um, and it's, a just a really great story. Uh, it's already funded. Um so uh... <laughs> that's
1: an understatement. <laughs> 500% funded <Wow>. one day. <laughs> uh yes, now, we had that said. Uh, we had a very low... John Four is a is a good guy. You're a good guy. You both know what you're doing and uh you both have followings and it's D&D. <laughs> so yes. not surprising yes. that it did really well. Cuz there's that's one thing that 5th edition is lacking is the level 1 to 20 adventure path. The, the all the way through Adventures. Yes. All the all the stuff that's coming out from wizards is like one through ten, one through twelve.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some
1: uh there's some like five through ten. Yeah, even. there's periods even short. So... Yeah, yeah. But this is um this is a you know all the way to the top end. By the yes. time by the time you get done, you're you know, you're killing as many monsters as you possibly can by the rules. exactly exactly um yeah and so it's uh it was really fun
2: to to write uh i wrote it pretty much over the course of all of 2016 um that'll happen (laughs) yeah yeah it was it's super Oh you wrote it in
1: 2016 and then what you guys you guys just play tested a lot over last year
2: uh play testing getting it together neither of us have ever run a kickstarter oh so you had to prep for that stuff too yeah. yeah so and we both um have yeah, As you know, uh, there's like other stuff you got to get done in life. Uh, yep. And so, uh, you know, it was it was just sort of finding the time and figuring out how all of this works. Uh, so uh, and talking to people like Craig to learn how it works. Uh, so uh, which has been super, super helpful. And and uh, and so, yeah, I'm very, very excited about uh, about how this has gone. Um, big D&D fan. Um, so, uh, for, for your listeners, uh, who don't know who I am, uh, I love Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I love all role-playing games. Um, that's why I have a bunch of podcasts about them and, uh, and I write about them and design them and things like that. So, because I also contributed to a little book called Capers. I don't know if you've heard of this. Have you heard of this, Mike? This book Capers?
0: It sounds familiar. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's, uh, (laughs) it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, fun game. Fun game. Very, I'm not
0: gonna f- very fun to play.
1: Yeah. Craig couldn't very. tell you that, though. No, yeah. Neither could you. <laughs> yeah. What have you played? Capers? Yes. Oh, you did play. Okay. Jeez. I know there's. I know there's a few people that I didn't that didn't get a chance to play because better have my name in the credits. Calm down. You played one time. You're not in the playtester credits this time around, buddy. What? No. Multiple time playtest. I'm not going to put every the name of every single person who played the game one time in the credits. You're going in the credits in multiple other places. Calm down. Oh, he's giving me the look now.
0: So if I only played Die Laughing once. Playtest it? I'm not going in the credits for that either? No, probably not. Good, because I couldn't find it on Warhorn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Capers. Awesome game. Yeah, James wrote uh, the, the GM Toolbox, which is a chapter, it's the very last chapter, the best chapter, some might hope. Some the might caboose,
2: think. if you will.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the caboose of the game. Um, which is, because uh, the game is, you know, it's kind of set in the 1920s, the Roaring 20s, uh, gangsters, feds, all that stuff. People got superpowers and, uh, you know, it kind of plays it, you know, as a gangster story, gangster, you know, a gangster game. Um, but then we went ahead and I gave James the assignment to look at the various tropes of, you know, common tropes in superhero type comics, um, mm-hmm. and see okay. and find the ones that could be kind of twisted and turned and and built into a 1920s thing without getting too over the top and comic booky. Sure. You know, so super prisons, for example, you know, where, where are you going to put those super criminals when you capture them and convict them? So he wrote some of that kind of stuff. What else? Yeah, what that else was
2: have super fun, right? Super prisons, uh, multiverse, like other planes. Yeah, alternate Earths. Uh, yeah. So you can, yeah, plane, that can was plane awesome.
1: travel to other worlds, other versions of Earth. That's a very comic book thing where you've got, you, you go over to this other version of Earth and, you know, Superman's the bad guy or whatever, right? Is yeah. that where the,
0: the portal and the, the cover goes to?
1: No, okay. Never mind.
0: No, next. And we You're wrote still... about uh
2: like evil, <laughs> book, evil man.
1: opposites, right? You yeah. know, uh, because that's a big comic book nemesis. Yeah, yeah. A little, that, you just know, Spider Man as Venom. Just a little, and, yeah, just a little uh... discussion of like what it is to be a nemesis. Like you've got a a character that's like this way. Well, then what's their evil opposite like? Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, Which
2: is really fun because there's uh, when you think about evil opposites, there's sort of two versions. There's the I have the same
1: powers as you, right? But the I'm, reverse but I'm, Flash, right? Uh, but I'm but I'm diametrically opposed to you, you know, in terms of uh, good and evil. My yeah, good and evil. My my my. Well, I'm trying to avoid good and evil because you're all you're playing gangsters. You're all kind of bad guys. You right. might have, but yeah, yeah. You know, your your outlook on life, your your goals mm. are opposed. Right. Yeah, you're an
2: antagonist, and then there's sort of the our powers are opposite, right? Like the Captain Cold. It freezes things and slows the flash down. So there's sort of, you know, some some different ways you can uh, can approach being a nemesis. Uh, obviously, you always need to be at odds, you know, viewpoint-wise. Because otherwise, what are you doing fighting? It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> right? it's yeah. Just, just so, weird. So there's a bunch of
1: that stuff in there.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So if, yeah, all, if super- all
1: goes well, that will make it into the Capers game as well. Some of the... Uh, some of the content of the book is part of stretch goals to fatten the book up. The the base the, the base funding goal, hey, everybody, go check to see how it's doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's like the thinnest version of the book that I feel comfortable. Like, okay, this is a complete enough game. And then hopefully we'll do well enough that we'll pack it full of all that other stuff. Make the book, right. Make the book bigger. Require more layout from you. Get more artwork from Beth. All that stuff.
0: Yay. More. Yeah. Everything.
1: well we've talked with we've talked about mike's work before mike gets paid by the page (laughs) the bigger that book gets the more layout work you have how many dollars per page we're gonna talk off (laughs) the air about that we're not having that discussion here uh i think craig said a hundred that's what i had heard a hundred dollars a page um james Uh, i'm I'm afraid i'm gonna have to find somebody to rewrite that whole section (laughs) and maybe credit it differently and everything sure that's
0: not monopoly money I'm sorry, monotony money. It's
2: why uh, why every Kickstarter pledge is a million dollars. So <laughs> right, <laughs>
0: uh,
2: which is great. You only need one backer then, Craig. Just one backer willing to pay a
0: million dollars. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I like how the Demon Plague one is coming up in Canadian dollars. It is. So John Four is Canadian, yeah, and uh, and it's with his two
3: ends.
2: Yes, yeah, John with two ends. Uh, that's how you know. Um, Wait, there's is, not
0: two ends in Canada uh no or are but we spelling are it wrong
1: <laughs>
0: no but there are two ends in john in the
1: canadian form of john there are two uh, i've got my page set so that it shows me u.s dollars yes yeah so and you I, can and i hover over the thing here and it tells me what it's converted from canadian yeah yeah which is great because i was wondering about that goal in the in, in U.S. dollars, the goal is 1940, and I'm like, wow, that's a very specific number. And then I look at the Canadian version of that is 2500, nice round number.
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, uh, yeah, which has been a uh, it's been interesting watching sort of the the conversion and everything uh, because uh, our stretch goals are also in Canadian dollars, so I need to check before I see if we've actually hit a stretch goal, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, can I announce that we've hit this? Wait, I don't know. So let's uh, check the yeah. Canadian number and the Canadian stretchable <laughs> number.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, and what's one of the things that's fun about the Demon Plague, if you play D and D, is that uh, it's a very open story. Um, so hopefully, uh, your players uh, will get into it and they can sort of decide what they want to do and how they want to accomplish the various uh, obstacles and goals there are to accomplish within the adventure. Um, And the other thing is, if you're a new GM or new DM, it's meant to help you learn how to become more of an open storyteller. So it's divided into four parts, and it gets more and more open in each part. So, like, the first part is a pretty linear story, and then the second part is a sandbox, and the third part is a hex crawl. And so it sort of continues to open that way.
1: That's fun. I've done that. I've done that with actual games um, from session to session when we were playing uh, um, with a game, like with a game system that people were new to.
3: Mm -hmm. Like -hmm. I would start out like the the
1: first adventure would be very linear and it would be very simple and it wouldn't introduce a lot of other crazy stuff. Like they'd start out and be like, you know, they're okay. There'll be a combat in here and it's going to be straight up like here's, you know, here's zombies or whatever. Um, And all you got to do is shoot a bunch of zombies. Um, <laughs> this was a deadlines game when I did this like this. Oh, um, nice! And, and then yeah. each time it got a little more complex. And by the time we got about five adventures in, I had like, you know, there was there were monsters crawling across the walls and the roofs out in the ro- in the in the town, and everybody was using all their powers and abilities. And there were innocent bystanders, and you know, mm-hmm. wagons exploding and all this kind of stuff. Whereas you know, it started as just oh, kill the zombies. Um, yeah. And and the plot for the first story was very very simple. Mm-hmm. they were attacked by zombies <laughs> and they had to, figure, yeah, out, they had and to figure out why that's a great way to
2: because if you hit by people, the time like, you
1: got to yeah by the time you got to the fifth one it was like now okay well who sent these monsters to the town what are they up to they were having to investigate and all this sort of stuff and it became yeah. very much more open where it was really like the, the the initial trouble in the in the in the in the city in the town street was, was just like all sorts of stuff okay now what do you want to what do you want to check out exactly and the yeah players that's... could go anywhere great.
2: That's so good. Right. And it's a good way because it's like you're learning so many new rules to learn a lot of open story information and have all these choices. And it sort of bogs you down so to, to sort of start one way and then open it up is a great way to go when you're playing a new system. Uh, Murders and Acquisitions does that um, with their uh, first
1: adventures, you know. Um, yeah, actually, what, the, the the four adventure, the four adventures that are all part of the one little path. That's how they're designed. Like, the first adventure is like, you do this, 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 and this. And then by the time you get to the last one, it's like, okay, here's your goal. Right. What do you want to do?
2: Yeah, and here's obstacles. Yeah. And <laughs> figure here's, out here's, how here's, this all works. Here's, here's the
1: whole story, the whole background. Here's possible obstacles. The GM mm-hmm. just figures it out. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I love that. So good.
1: So if you are going to back one Kickstarter this month, go back uh, Capers. If you are going <laughs> to back two Kickstarters this month, this month also go back Demon Plague. Yes, Please back
2: uh please back Capers. As you know, uh the book gets bigger. Uh as Craig just said, more stuff uh with stretch goals and stuff, which helps out Mike. So, you know, <laughs> help out Mike. It's good for all of us. Everybody <laughs> really benefits. Is... Yeah, I would I would like my chapter to end up in the book. So,
1: <laughs> check it out. Oh, let's see what else we got here. You started up a podcast network, I did. Yes, yeah. I, I, I knew you originally where we were just kind of on a couple of podcasts. And it was mostly having to do with me promoting murders and acquisitions. And then you interviewed me about just my whole freelance time and getting into making my own game. And then you started like your own thing. Tell us a little bit about Don't Split the Podcast Network.
2: Yes. Yeah. So like you said, I was on I was part of the Tome Show network before that, um, which was awesome. Jeff Greiner runs that. He's an amazing dude. Uh, and then I was ready to spread my wings with my friend Rudy Basso a little bit. So we started this uh, network together um, and uh, and now it's grown. Uh, it's all about role playing games and you just uh, gained a backer.
1: Did we? I watched the number go up oh my goodness <laughs> hooray ding, ding. <laughs> you're watching it closer than i am i just i happen to flip to the page <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> anyway next uh
2: so um so yeah so that's the uh that's sort of what it is it's this big podcast network about role-playing games uh in general and we have a couple of actual plays on there um it's actually two groups of all uh not dude players playing
1: D. all the ladies um, i've mentioned uh venture maidens before on the show
2: yes venture maidens is uh is a really great show they were the first to join our network um and they're like very raw very at the table very story focused um and they engage in like a lot of uh sort of old school style play like they're doing a lot of dungeon crawls and going in and it's a little bit grittier. The other one is called uh Dames and Dragons and Dames and Dragons is like it's just a totally different show even though they're playing 5E, even though it's all not dudes. Um it <laughs> is uh it is like high magic uh fantasy show that is also uh I would say sillier. Uh, in a great way. Uh, obviously, this is a show that appreciates silly. Um, you know, uh, no, we never do silly. <laughs> it's a very serious jokes happening on the Nerd Burger show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and not that the, the Venture Maidens tell a lot of jokes as well, but uh, but I
1: would say that humor doesn't tend towards silly. Um, would, so would, it, would, would the word for the Dames and Dragon podcast be fanciful?
2: Yes, I would say it it's uh fantastical. Sure, His, there you ooh. go. Yeah, yeah, that is the <laughs> <laughs> That's a five dollar word. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I would say. Um and then we've got uh so Mike Shea, who runs the website Sly Flourish. Uh he has a show where he gives DM advice um or GM advice, uh, because it's really applicable to all systems, uh, called the DM's deep dive. Uh Enrique Bertrand uh has the newbie dm minicast where he gives His podcast is 10 minutes or less and he gives one piece of uh, GM advice and he has a friend come on um, and that sort of thing. And then we have uh, DSPN Presents um, where it's a podcast uh, that we sort of do pilots and panels from conventions, but we also do a lot of actual plays on there. And this month we are doing a capers actual play uh, that craig is running and i am in that you can check out uh, and that was a super fun game uh, there is a great <laughs> moment at the end
0: and we'll just leave it at that there is oh. there's a
1: moment in the final episode where one of the one of the players will go what
0: <laughs> <laughs> teaser <laughs> nice. it was so
3: good it was
2: so good uh, it was a really really fun uh scenario to play in general and that twist just was the the cherry on top of a fun sunday uh
1: so yeah that was great a cherry on a sunday yeah very good hey Let's see what wow. else we got you got have spellbook will travel that's kind of your uh highly produced <laughs> voice, voice, like it's a radio play yes kind of yes. sorta
2: it is it is uh, uh, game it is
1: o'clock it, okay. is uh that's rudy and his brother talk about video games it's video a, ret- games. a retrospective kind of deal
2: Mm -hmm. yeah which is really so they do they have this format where they uh every month they pick a genre um so rather than like hey we're just going to sit around and talk about the games we love they pick a genre they delve into the history of the genre then they talk about their favorites and least favorites and then they talk about their um where they think the future of the genre can go it's really interesting because sometimes they get uh, they'll they'll delve deep into like a very specific one like the month i was on we talked about lucas arts point and click adventure games
3: um
2: <laughs> so uh and that was really really fun uh hey i'm just uh just looking at this new backer we got his name is michael uh anybody know this guy
0: michael sounds familiar is it uh <laughs> <laughs> i don't know
2: Thank you very much, Michael. This is uh, you're welcome. Super, super appreciated. <laughs> this is awesome. You're making me look bad.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it was between that or capers. So, oh, holy wow. sh! <laughs> oh my god!
1: What? <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> You're well that rushing me. Ca- no, back. Just
0: come on. Rushing me. The Canadian dollar exchange rate, I just could not pass up that deal.
1: <laughs> all right, what else have we got on the network here? Tabletop Babble That's the one I've been on a couple of times. Yes. That's, so yeah, that's, that's like a broad, you know, di- all sorts of different topics. Mm-hmm. That's my show, we just talk about whatever we want to basically. <laughs> Tabletop. <laughs> well, it's it's planned. You do you you know coming yeah. in like here's a topic, yeah. we're going to spend an hour going through this thing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so I'm going to be on there uh, a little later this month as well. Yes. Ooh. Hey, yeah. if you if you can think of a podcast about gaming, there's a pretty good chance I'm going to be on it this month. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on quite a few. <laughs> now, admittedly, here's the here's the deal, you're, you're, listeners. You're not going to get hopefully tired of me talking about gamers because a lot of these podcasts, I'm not. It's not like an hour of talking about the Kickstarter in the yeah. game. It's, you know, for example, with tabletop babble, can we tease? Yeah,
2: definitely. Yeah, The the
1: episode is all about, it's with me, James, and a couple other folks who have written games having to do with um, putting real world history in your game. So we spend most of the time talking about different ways to utilize actual real world history or variations of it. And how you yeah. can be very serious, and you can look at real serious issues, and how you can just have fun with the look and feel and of a tone decade, of of different eras of se. a certain decade, mm-hmm. like the Roaring Twenties. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, just a bunch of different ways. So there's like the three the three people that were the three guests that were on there all have written games that are that take a different approach, and it was mm-hmm. good.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was cool. And all three of you had sort of different time periods, too, which which really worked out. Uh, So, yeah, that was I'm really proud of that episode. So uh, and uh, Craig, you just, uh, you know, came in and and really sounded very intelligent and eloquent and uh, so good. It made me want to back capers kickstarting now. Okay,
1: okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see what else we got. You got you just announced. Yes, the Beholder podcast. You know, in the D anD D, there's the Beholder, sure, yeah, yeah, the monster. Yeah. This is behold, behold her. her. Yes. Yes. Uh, is this so more all-not
0: all not dude? <laughs> this
2: is more all-not dude, yeah. So, uh, so Lisa Chen, uh, who is uh, – she's one of the administrators for the Adventurers League. She's a DMs Guild adept, uh, and she's written a bunch of adventures, uh, is just one of the greatest people you'll ever meet. Um, and uh, she had this idea for a podcast where she talks to women who – are in the industry, women who play games uh, and stuff like that. So she even has a section on the website where people can write in uh, and share their stories and she'll read them out loud. And, and uh, she's going to interview a lot of different gamers. She's uh, she's gearing up for that. It's uh full episodes to start launching uh, sometime in the spring,
1: which is almost here. I'm looking forward to that. I know Lisa, I've gamed with her a little bit, actually um, mm-hmm. online. Lisa, uh, she rivals you. For pure uh, like exuberance and and uh um enthusiasm for gaming. She's oh, yeah, incredibly she's... enthusiastic. She's like she she digs it. Mm-hmm. She she is really genuine. Yeah, she um, is And she I'm has... really and I'm a little sad that I'm never gonna be able to be on the show with Because, you know, <laughs> dude. <laughs> so maybe I'll be on a different
2: show with her. Sometime. Yeah, I was gonna say we could have you both on Tabletop <laughs> Babble. Lots of other options. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she and she is she's great. She's got this amazing story where She was in corporate America, had like worked her way up through the ranks and was, you know, a vice president and all excited and making lots of money and everything and was like, oh, I hate this. Uh, And she (laughs) quit uh, and she works at a a flower shop now um, and uh, and then writes role playing game products and is Uh, much happier. Yes. Yeah. That's not terribly different from
1: our friend Ando, who (laughs) worked nine to fiver job at a company and, and a few years ago said screw this <laughs> I am really unhappy <laughs> mm-hmm. and he changed yeah. his whole life yeah
2: yeah it's crazy so, so yeah it's so if you, find,
1: if you can't find something to listen to on uh, the uh, Don't Split the Podcast Network then email James and say hey put another podcast on here that I'd like to listen to because <laughs> there's 1, 9 shows nine shows. Nine, 9 shows 9 shows <laughs> I don't remember him being sick 9 times
0: <laughs> how, many, uh, how many shows you got?
1: 9 shows! 9 shows! <laughs> nine shows! Take a piss! <laughs> <laughs> defending your life, everybody <laughs> That's a defending your life joke Oh, right. nice! There you have, go. You, have you not seen? That's another one to put on your list.
2: I've not. Mine was a. I now I feel bad because I made a Ferris Bueller reference. No, the, we just a, no, yeah, no nine no. works for both of them. We
1: started was, with Ferris Bueller, and we uh, we Mike and I also enjoyed wow. the the nine days bit from mm-hmm. <laughs> from defending your life. <laughs> That's awesome. I got to I got to see that. They're at the Hibachi place <laughs> asking <laughs> how long they're going to be in Judgement City. <laughs> like 9 days and all the all the chefs back behind the counter are like 9 days. 9 days.
2: 9 days. <laughs> oh, you know what? There is one other podcast I need to shout out uh, which is Have Spellbook Will Travel, which is also on the network. Uh, it's a radio play. Uh, that. that takes place in a and D universe. It's yep. not an actual play. It's like an old school radio drama. People yelling voices lines, voices and
1: character sound yes. effects. Exactly. So yep. imagine highly produced, uh, produced and, heavily and, and produced show. It, it would drive it, you nuts, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> to, to make to make it, I think you'd right, enjoy right. listening. To make it, it would drive you nuts.
2: Oh yeah, it takes. Um. So Rudy, uh, my my partner in crime, edits the podcast and and he records everybody and i would say episodes are between 20 and 30 minutes long and it probably takes him anywhere between uh 16 to 40 hours to edit an episode depending on how many voices are on it and uh how much weird sound effect stuff we're trying to do so mike
1: for the five-year anniversary of nerd burger want to start doing a radio play no (laughs) drive me
0: nuts that would kill me (laughs) yeah yeah he's a he's a
2: saint he's a saint Uh, Rudy's a good guy yeah for sure he's the best Rudy can't fail ah exactly like the specials right sure whatever you say you don't know the specials oh that's right it's the clash I'm sorry the the specials are a message to you Rudy there you go I, yeah. Yeah, you I, guys are you guys are
1: you guys just yeah. dove down a rabbit hole that I'm not familiar with.
0: <laughs> yeah, we stumped Craig, both of us on that. We
1: almost. did. Should we keep talking about Stump uh, the
0: Craig
2: punk and ska? Should we
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> You can go ahead and talk about whatever you want. I'm just gonna go over here and the green. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Craig, oh
0: Craig's Craig's taking a nap. Oh, there you
1: go well anyway uh let's
2: talk about third wave ska i'm like real big fish in the mighty mighty Boston. okay <laughs>
0: you, you should come back on uh on the show when we have larry on we'll, oh uh, man we'll no we'll kidding music yeah i would just hand the mic to larry, Larry's larry our our music i'll go nerd. i'll go home <laughs> Larry,
1: you guys get john about that stuff oh where are we at are we rapping her I'm in so. pretty good shape here. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, this is great. Thank you so much for having me on, guys. Should well, James, we,
1: uh, thank you. Oh, what do we, what do we got? Do we well, get we're going to get backed
0: up, up on Kevin questions if we don't do one. Oh,
1: no, we better do a Kevin question. Oh, all right. You get to, be part, you get to help answer a Kevin question.
0: Yeah, there's a guy named Kevin who emails us a question every week. Because he doesn't have Google or something. <laughs> well, we're, we're his Google. Yes, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, look at this. He's been sending us questions for a year. Oh, he has. Oh, okay, go. good. Because well, he's fifty-two. Question. Okay, here yeah. We go. Kevin asks, "I'm looking to update my records." Oh, it's a music question. Very good. <laughs> Different records. Oh, ah. Does Kevin McGinty still suck? Thanks, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs>
3: it's
0: a double. It's a double, Kevin.
3: <laughs>
0: Does he know Kevin McGinty? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Where does this come from? I'm just geez.
0: You know I lost my DVD of that? My copy? I've still got mine in the pink case. Yeah. <laughs> mine got left at uh at, at other guest James's house. Mm-hmm. hmm Before they moved to okay. Virginia.
1: <laughs> Quick story. Otherwise, this is just completely not an gonna in make joke. Any sense. It's not gonna make any sense if we don't briefly recap this. Okay. Years ago. I participated in a contest, a trivia contest called the world's largest trivia contest. Um, it's it's hosted in uh, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. It runs all weekend. It's like eight questions a an hour. You call, you know, they they, they play it over the radio. You call and it'll give your answer. It runs Friday, you know, Friday night all the way till late su- late Sunday. Um, and when I moved down here. I started playing remotely, and I invited Mike and Matthew from the show and, and a few other people, and we would get together that was, for a couple of years, and we would yeah. play remotely, and we would just... Uh, we'd Very be, fun. We'd be all hooked up uh, through a feed with them, and we'd play, listen to the radio thing. It was a lot of fun. And one year... And, and Okay, and okay. Now, back up. When I was in Milwaukee, when Mike and I worked together, he left, and the guy who ended up sitting in his chair was a guy named Kevin McGinty. We're going to go ahead and use his last name. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so Kevin McGinty became what I referred to as Mike 2.0. Yeah. He was like now he's the guy that I stop and talk to when I'm on my way back and forth from the from the the break room. And and Kevin's a nice guy. He's a good guy. But he's he's uh, we, we we joshed each other a lot. We gave each other a lot of crap. And at some point we got it in our head. Then when I was down here and we were doing one of these days, it was like late. <laughs> we were at Matthews playing the trivia game. It was really late, and we put the can- We we flipped on somebody's video camera, and we took a. We made up a fake question from the trivia contest, asking who is the suckiest suck that ever sucked a suck, and the That's answer right. was Kevin McGinty. And we made a big <laughs> shtick and joke out of it, and then we took that little video snippet. And we put credits at the beginning and credits at the end. And we had we filmed extra stuff too. We filmed extras. We had interviews with cast members (laughs) and the director. (laughs) We had this whole thing, and we and we put it on. We burned it to DVD with a menu, (laughs) and we sent Kevin a copy (laughs) because Kevin and I had been having this this ever since i left we had this back and forth about just finding different ways to tell each other that they that the other one sucked and i said this 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 produced copy of like this whole (laughs) there's probably a half an hour worth of content total yeah listen to everything watch everything that was who (laughs) basically boiled down to who's the suckiest suck that ever sucked to suck kevin mcginty and we all turned into the camera and said it um
0: He never responded to that? He
1: never came back to me with another, uh, you suck, this or that. I win. You won. I won the the telling the other person they suck contest (laughs) with the highly produced DVD, which by the way, we put in a pink case. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I went out and I I literally went to the bargain bin at the Blockbuster and found any, uh, I found like multiple copies of Legally Blonde. Was that what you did? I think they were Legally Blonde. They were in a a pink case and and tore the Legally Blonde... um, title thing out of there and put we we created one and put it in there wasn't it with,
0: the, with, the, with the, the bad sketch of him with no mustache yeah it's the,
1: bad, the really terrible sketch that you did or I did <laughs> it's like a stick figure face um, where he, he couldn't grow a beard or he couldn't he, he, he could grow, grow a beard, beard but, but no not a mustache, mustache. <laughs> <laughs> i'm kevin mcginty and i suck also i can't grow facial hair or something like that it said on it um, um, which is one of the things i had originally sent him so that's the whole story behind kevin mcginty sucking this is your version of those those two guys um gifting each other the pants yeah we, we went back and forth with this suck thing and it ended with the
0: with the dvd half
1: hour worth of dvd footage um and so um question kevin yes kevin mcginty still sucks <laughs>
0: and has for geez six seven eight years, eight years now like maybe yeah. eight years now eight eight or so years since, since he we hasn't that thing? he hasn't responded we might have he to watch countered
1: we might have to take that dvd and put it on the website <laughs> we might <laughs> i wonder if matthew has the original files still because he's the one who edited it all together anyway that's what that is How, how'd you like that james
0: <laughs> do you want to
1: get into a do you want to get to get into an insult fight with me
2: uh cut to skywriter outside my
1: house writing my suck in the sky. I'm at a position in my life now financially where I could float that. <laughs> if I really, really wanted to, I could do it.
0: Remember how much that costs. <laughs> just
1: just to just a just, a, just a, to, to write you suck. Yeah. I could probably I mean it'd be a it'd be a hefty chunk, a change, but I could I swing think it. It's <laughs> Over mm-hmm. or under a thousand dollars? I could do a thousand. Right bucks. around a thousand. To, to bucks, you think, right, you suck. Right above seven, somebody's house. Seven letters in the sky <laughs> and an exclamation point. Okay.
0: <laughs> Punctuation. Yes.
1: Punctuation is important. Exclamation <laughs> mark. Team Oxford comma. Go team Oxford comma. Oh Man, yeah, I'm I on team can...
0: Oxford. Oh, oh, good. I cannot. I can't not notice that everywhere now, and it drives mm-hmm. me insane. It
1: really ticks me off when writers that I respect don't use it. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Because you can
0: get sued. <laughs> As has for, been proven. What, Five million dollars? Is that what that ended up being?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so oh. everybody that I think about does it. James, thank you very yes, much. Thank you, James. Thank you to talk show. to you. Um good luck. Although you don't really need it anymore, just uh good continuing for the next several days. For the record, everybody, if you're into the D&D thing, this this, uh, Kickstarter is only two weeks long. So by the time you're listening to it, it's a week and a half done already. Yes. Uh, So So go go click that link now. (laughs) (laughs) Don't wait. Let's see, what can you do? And (laughs) And then go contribute
2: uh, to the capers kickstarter yes, pl- uh, because that is a super awesome fun game please do t- please do do that really good so and, and i and, I, next and week, I would like a copy of it so please with, with your part with your
1: part of the game in it yep <laughs> <laughs> that's important yeah.
2: yeah exactly otherwise otherwise
1: you're just gonna have to print that part out and staple it into the back of the book
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> how so sad, sad would that be what's that
1: in the back there are those character sheets? no this is the part of the book i wrote <laughs> it's sticking out
0: all haphazardly <laughs>
1: No artwork, white Scotch, pages and Scotch of, tape. It's no color. No artwork. <laughs> no uh n- not formatted even into the right fonts. <laughs> <laughs> Just glued into the back of the book. Oh boy. Mike. Yes. Where can they find well hold it? Let's uh, what, it up. What, what, James, what? where can they find you on the internet?
2: Uh Twitter.com slash James and Tracasso, don't split the podcast network and worldbuilderblog.com, which is my blog where I talk about role playing games and stuff and building worlds
0: and building worlds (laughs) and Craig Wicker, they find you what and your Kickstarter.
1: Oh yeah. The Kickstarter is at Kickstarter. It's look for (laughs) capers RPG. We'll have a, (laughs) we'll have some show notes up there. There there should be a link in the show notes by this point. (laughs) Nerdburgergames.com. You can go to, well, where can they find us? And the Let's podcast right Nerdburger. We're doing it backwards now because you started with James. Oh, Christ. Okay. You can go to nerdburgergames.com to learn about <laughs> the game stuff. You can go to drivethroughrpg.com to buy game stuff that I write. And where can they find you and us and us, other stuff? Thing, now I'm confused because we're doing this backwards.
0: Nerdburgershow.com at Nerdburger Show on the Twitters and the Facebook. At Nerdburger Mike on the Twitters. Woo! I finally joined the Twitters. <laughs> I'm, I've been. You've, re- got, you've got like seven followers. I've been retweeting. Every episode. Every episode. <laughs> I saw in that. in the run up to our fifth anniversary, which will be next week at Andocon. Woohoo! We did not plan that. That is just a happy accident. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> and uh yeah, that's it. I All am right. now following Nerd Burger Mike. Thank mm. you. Thank you. Eight followers.
1: <laughs> I don't I don't follow you. I see you every week. I don't need to follow yeah, there's you. There's no point. All right. <laughs> On the next episode of Nerd Burger, Craig starts talking about how the Kickstarter went, and he drones on and 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 on. How about that damn Kickstarter?
0: And on and on at Andocon. That's true. See you all there. Bye bye.
3: Bye.